Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that regard, I'm always naturally curious about people doing innovative things, different things, going against the mainstream. And it's my mission to bring those guests to you, to share in the conversations. Hopefully you get motivated, inspired, maybe even educated. So in that light, I have um, an entrepreneur. Um, his name is Adam, and he's uh, going to talk to us all about um, uh, the military standpoint from operations, leadership, teams. So uh, Adam, welcome. Uh, thanks so much, Christopher. It's such a pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah, fantastic mission that you have here. I love the uh, the idea of just being open and exploring all sorts of different things. It really exposes us to a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, uh, I'm like I said, I'm naturally curious. I like to see what people are doing differently. Uh, how can I always innovate and improve? So uh, tell us, you have a military background. Tell us about your background, your company, how you got started, and we'll go from there. For sure. So I joined the military during the height of the Iraq war. Um, I was just coming out of college. So naturally, when you finish your, I, I had a bachelor's degree in music. So naturally, you know, get a bachelor's degree in music, join the army, seemed logical to me, <laughs> but um, ended up serving 12 and a half years active duty, the vast majority of that time in army special operations. So I was doing everything from jumping out of planes to working in embassies and getting in firefights. <laughs> it was a crazy time, loved every second of it. I'm super happy I did it. Uh, I'm now I'm a, a reservist, so I, I got to have the active duty time. And I jumped straight into online business. I was fascinated from about online business the first time I ran a Facebook ad, and I realized I didn't need permission from anyone to do stuff. It was great. It's this wonderful <laughs> freeing thing. I could just do things. It's amazing. Um, where I really found my niche, though, was running teams, running companies, all the behind the scenes, dirty work that most visionaries and entrepreneurs don't really want to do. That's my thing. Like I love getting my hands in, in into all the dirty work that has to happen to make a, a business run and was able to take uh, several companies now past the seven figure mark, uh, just helping run their operations and tighten that ship. Oh, nice. So you're uh, you're, you're a COO and um, basically the, and you help like, you're like a Sheryl Sandberg or a Emil Choi, know people that really you know run their day-to-day operations um which is it's a very valuable skill to have so um, absolutely yeah uh yeah it's quite interesting when you one question i have is um you know we'll just talk about ideas and you know broad ideas you know why hire an operator oh it's a very good question and i actually wrote a post about it on my linkedin uh Operators are, I call us the misfits. So in a tradition, if you read some of the, the 
the business management book, so to speak. They'll talk about the idea of a visionary and an integrator, and they're two very distinctly different things. And I don't say this in any way to, to denigrate integrators. They have their role, and I love them. They're amazing at what they do. An operator is a misfit between an integrator and a visionary. Mm. We're a tactician that loves to get our hands dirty. We love to be in the weeds, making stuff happen. But there's like 30 to 40% of our brain that is entrepreneurial focused, and we can't turn it off. So we're so happy spending half of our day in the weeds. And then we got to get out and start looking at the strategic vision and working with our visionary entrepreneur to create the future of that business. So an operator, it's it's that happy medium in between. Um, and so that, that's why I, I, I love operators. They're my people. Um, and um, hiring an operator will get you that perfect balance between a tactician and a visionary. Yeah. Interesting. I, I've never heard of the, of the idea of an integrator um so one thing is uh so you're kind of in the you're the liaison between you know the leader and then you know all the team so uh, mm-hmm. what less what lessons did you learn from hiring and onboarding team members that's a good one first lesson is it, it this is um a business is really a collection of systems and processes that repeat. And there are things that happen within our companies each and every day. And it's those things repeating the same way every day that make for a stable company. So often that we take all those systems and processes for granted. So documenting, building out systems, building out core processes, playbooks, all this stuff has, has to happen before you begin hiring before you begin expanding the team. I'm um I'm not a solopreneur right now. I do have a VA, but from the day one that I started my new business, training operators, helping business owners with their operations, I started creating my templates, started creating my own SOPs. The only person following it was me. But you know how much clarity and freedom having an SOP brings to any of us? We put all of this hard work into the creative things that we have to do and the hardworking things, especially your guys. You guys are physicians. Like you have to use your brain so much of the day. Do you really have to be thinking about things when you're doing the parts that are running the business? No, following a checklist is so much easier. It's so liberating too, because you just go right down the list and do everything. So documenting those things before you move into the hiring process is the first thing I would recommend to absolutely anyone. If you don't think you need it documented yet, nope, you do document it. Just get everything captured. And that puts you in the best position then to actually get into the hiring process and start growing your team out. Yeah. And what in are you do you see any differences between online business operators and business operations in the like a corporate or just you know a physical space the the big difference comes with our communication cadences and like how we're actually working with each other and interacting with each other as far as systems and processes these are all captured in the same i use asana that's my project management tool if i was had an in-person office i'd still use asana it's it's a great tool that it doesn't matter like what type of uh, venue you're in as far as a lot of the operators that I've spoken to, um, we've been across the gamut from purely remote digital nomads to in-person. I have a friend who is an operator for a dental practice and they have like six different offices and she's in charge of all of it. 
but she's using the very same systems that I use to manage that company. Yeah. Um, you one I, I was talking to one of my uh, friends. He's a, uh, he's also an, uh, he's an entrepreneur and he, you know, he has a online business as well. And he's always telling me that um, he's always having trouble hiring good talent. You know, they, they either the best, they either leave and do their own thing or, you know, the hires aren't as, as good. So how, how can you hire the best people? Mm. It's a very good question. I actually have a mini training that I can make available for your audience. If you'd like, um, cause I put it together for my following. I follow a multi-step process to picking the best hire. Uh, the first is getting full clarity on what that role is, what it all encompasses. Um, Customer service rep is not always the same as a customer service rep. As a, as a pure example, like don't allow ourselves to just take someone else's template and make our job posting based off of it. Instead, do it by task and the actual task that you want someone to do. Um, second is we have so many different forums to be actually be posting for jobs, like whether it's Upwork uh, or uh, Fiverr or LinkedIn, or I don't know, there's like six new ones I just discovered yesterday, all these different places where we can post for jobs. It's all about selecting the right platform for the right job. So if it's more of an entry level position, something like Upwork's more suitable. If it's a higher level position, someone you want in a manager function, something more like LinkedIn is more suitable. So picking the right platform to post that job application it's absolutely critical. And just take a glance on any of them and just do job searches. You're going to see where if, if you see a lot of jobs posting like your own, like your own, you're in the right place. If your sticks out, you might be in the wrong place. Um, so that's a step two. Uh, step three is really just evaluating the person first and whether or not they're a cultural fit. Uh, in the you know in-person business, we can build culture a little bit more easy, easily because we're face-to-face -face a lot more. We're communicating more. When you're remote, that's a little more difficult. There's ways to do it for sure, but you have to uh, really look at the person first and less about their skills more and their attributes. But is this someone that you can actually relate with? Are you going to have that kind of relationship and that that uh, connection with when you can't always be communicating in a face-to-face -face manner? So I always do culture fit before we even get into trial tasks. And so it, it also works like a funnel. If you're familiar with with sales funnels where you like start with a lot of leads and then slowly narrow down, that's what we're doing through this whole process. We start by putting a job post, having a ton of people respond, bring a certain number of people onto a culture fit interview. Okay, about half of them actually fit our culture. Then when we narrow it down even further, we move in into trial tasks. You never want to hire someone without actually seeing what they can do. So creating some trial tasks for them to actually perform. And then finally, this is all before they even get to the final interview or actually like they're talking to their boss. All of this happens before this stage of the game. And so many of us want to skip right to that. So do all of these various steps before we move into that actual final final interview and hiring decision. Mm, interesting. What what have you uh what have you found where the best uh best um places is it referrals word of mouth um is it just kind of you post it onto the uh job sites um what have you found that works the best the best source of new employees i've ever found is my own email list to be mm -hmm. honest because when you hire from an email list you're hiring from a following that you already have mm -hmm. you already have the culture fit 
You already are hiring people who are mission oriented. They believe in what you're doing. They've already bought into your Kool-Aid, so to speak. Like if you're a mission-based company, what better place to find mission-based people than your own following? So that if, but if you don't have an email list, not all of us do, especially if you're not an online business, I got that. Mm -hmm. Um, Apart from that, I've had just tremendous success with Upwork. Um, And just a shameless plug, I was hired as a social media manager at $15 an hour on Upwork and I became the COO. So, I mean, you can find tremendous talent on, on job posting sites like that. Yeah. You know, what have you been, what have you found there's uh, some of the best marketing strategies for rapid growth? Mm. The number one strategy for rac- rapid growth is to be able to think strategically, to be able to have those big strategic plans and then nest them down into, I like to do 90 day sprints. So when I'm in big planning mode, I did this a lot in special ops. Special ops is on a five-year planning cycle. We're envisioning things that are five years out. None of us can actually do five years out. That's ridiculous. You can't be planning actual engagements that far out. Most of us can't. But what can we plan five years out? We can plan the direction of our company. We can think where we actually want to be in five years. What does that look like? Why is it important? What does that mean for us as a person? What does it mean our company is going to go through? And then start to break it down. And instead of focusing on the next year, two years, three years, focus on 90 days at a time. When you're focusing on that short of a duration time period and said, in the next 90 days, I'm going to do this. Well, now we're working within compressed time. So there's an interesting uh, thing out there called Parkinson's law. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, it's uh, where you... um you fit the number of tasks and activities into a certain amount of time. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I'll let you discount, I'll let you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're all terrible at it. And until someone <laughs> says, dude, you're taking a whole lot of your, you might want to compress time. When you work in compressed time, you're able to get more accomplished. So mm-hmm. having a team that's running all those systems and processes that we talked about earlier, freeing the visionary up to be strategic is really the key to all this. When you're when visionaries are able to be strategic, they start thinking of the moon and just going for it and thinking of all these wazoo ideas where us operators are like, oh, dude, again with this? Come on, man. Okay, we're on big picture vision again. And let visionaries stay in big picture vision. Let them do that. But when we break it down into those cycles and then we are working in compressed time towards that strategic vision, that's how we make big leaps forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite interesting. And then you talk about um, secrets for creating a team culture, leading a dynamic team. How, mm-hmm. Tell us more about that as we you know, wrap it up. Sure. Yeah. The biggest thing, especially with online businesses, is I, I, I wrap it up under an umbrella I call a communication cadence. The fact is most of us hate meetings, Right. I think everyone's out there nodding their head. (laughs) But let's ask ourselves realistically, why do we hate meetings? Most of us hate meetings because they, we don't have a purpose to them. We don't have an agenda that we're working from. They seem listless, aimless. Are we really here for 30 minutes? Did this have to be 30 minutes long or not? When we work with intention and we're creating a cadence of meetings, a cadence of interactions with our employees, with our our subordinates, with our higher-ups, 
that's the first step into creating a culture. So with an online team, purely as an example, every week we start off with a team meeting. That is the kickoff. That's where we all come together and start working together. Every day as a COO, I have a five to 10 minute meeting with my entire team, a touch point, not long, only as long as it has to be. I've had them as short as 35 seconds before when I only needed to say, hey, great, have a good day, bye. <laughs> and then an end of week meeting. And interspersed into that was various uh, meetings with different um like if we had different uh, departments where we needed to have a marketing meeting or a sales meeting or a content strategy meeting, it's this cadence, this predictable, defined way that we're interacting where we're not letting things be piecemeal, but instead we're putting it on the calendar. Everyone knows what's coming. Everyone has the agenda. That's really the first step because what does that do? It gives everyone stability. And when you're then working within that stability, you can communicate your vision. You, you can communicate your ideas for future growth. You can tell stories from what your clients are experiencing to reinforce the fact that what you're doing is important. But it all starts at having a structure and a system for interacting with your team. And then I wrap up every month with a one-to-one -one meeting each and every one of my subordinates, everyone that directly answers to me. And here's the critical thing to closing the loop on all this. As visionaries, as entrepreneurs, as leaders, we're often so focused on the information that we're putting downstream. What information are we giving our team? I'd ask you, what conduits are you giving for information to come back up to you from your team members? The one-to-one -one meeting is all about the team member, what they're feeling, what they're experiencing any troubles they're having. It's not an evaluation meeting from me. It's solely about what they're experiencing in their role. What does that do for any team? It means they feel like someone's listening. They feel supported. They see a glide path to their own growth within the organization. There's a reason I've hired 12 people over the last year and a half. My turnover ratio is exactly zero. People do not leave a team that I hire them onto because they have upward trajectory. They have upward growth and they have support. And that's just, it just builds culture within a team. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a very insightful conversation and it's been great. How, uh, I know people are interested in following you. Uh, how can they do that? Um, I know you're on social media, your website. Mm -hmm. um, how can they contact you? Sure. So the best avenue is through my podcast. It's called the Smooth Operator Podcast. Um, so you can find that on uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play. Uh, my website is www.adamliette. Let me spell that because it's audio. L-I-E-T-T-E dot -E com. Uh, you can check out that website and I'll have some free training up there that you can take advantage of. Yeah. And for all the listeners out there, Adam's resources will be in the links and show notes. Uh, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. It was a great conversation and um, we look forward to hearing about your future success. Thank you, Christopher. Have a great day. Talk soon.